Mm-hmm. Ooh, the deep brew. <laughs> the deep brew. <laughs> the deep brew there. Dark. Deep dark brew. Do you want to go right. first? Or do you want me to? Remember, I'm not because you have two. Oh, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to? Well, I'm doing a series, so mm. I don't want to. I don't want to start and then, but I'm not finished. Like I'm doing the research. So okay. why don't you do your two, two and then I'll do mine, so that then I can keep going. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Bump it up. I'm gonna take some pithers. This is a really good way, place to start. Okay. Because and I'm not going to go into any details because I don't. I wouldn't even know where to start. Um, but you guys know that the last couple weeks and the last couple months and the last, and the last couple years, (laughs) it's it's all a blur at this point, but definitely, uh, the last couple of weeks, um, have been a doozy on so many levels and, some of them wicked personal, some of them like swirling around me, you know, friendships, uh, things, opportunities. I don't even know. But also... I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know anymore. But this in particular is about the... It's, it's my version of which I always do in February or March, the bleak midwinter. Yeah. And, and, oh, girl, uh, you're feeling it hard. I had so many titles <sighs> for this. My first title was something to the effect of... Um, your feelings are not your reality because mm-hmm. I was, I'm tr- what I'm trying to do That's good. all mm-hmm. the time is get out of mm-hmm. said funk. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That I am. The stanky funk. The stanky yep. funk that I find myself in af- after all the th- fun things have passed mm-hmm. and, and after the dark days have lasted for already months yeah. and like. You know, it says on December 21st that they get start getting longer. That it's is a creep, big giant a pile of poo. Hey, it, listen. It's, it's true. It's true, but it's, it's creepy. It's true, but it doesn't feel true. But does it not now to you? No, still bit? not. Listen to me. I get up at 5.30 every morning. It is like it's dawn has arrived. But the it night used to be time black, is what black, I'm black. talking about. But it's light at it 5 getting, and 5.30. You're right. You're right. It, it's, but it, it used so to be dark at 4. It creeps. It creeps. It creeps. It creeps. And but pay attention tonight. Look at the clock, and it, it, it has it has massively creeped. I know. It did a big hop. It skipped. <laughs> did it? Did it? It's lies. So yeah, my first title was "Our Feelings Do Not," you know, are not a reality. My second title was "Sad Seasonal Affective Disorder," and then while I was following you guys, um, I was talking about surviving and trying to thrive not because I never just want to survive I don't love that and I I don't think that's any way to go through life and I don't think that's um like you always muster you always make yourself I do always muster Mm -hmm. but but then even the mustering doesn't feel like thriving so Mm -hmm. you know by definition it's really not so it's like how can I take a step further and then you then add in like the joy of the Lord and all the things and it's like what God speaks into us about never you know don't don't wallow and think about the past or think too much about the future just mm-hmm. kind of be which is actually hard when you have seasonal affective disorder because your your being mm-hmm. is like I don't I don't really want to be awake <laughs> So yeah. mm-hmm. anyway, out of my polo came the word <gasps> that Amy, I would say, crafted out of my sentence, um, surviving to thriving, which is sir thriving. She's a sir thriver. 
Sir Thriver. I'm a Sir Thriver. <laughs> I'm a Sir Thriver. <laughs> well, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. I don't know. But I, I so, and then mm-hmm. out of that uh, came this book, which is, you know. Okay. So bring it. Buckle up. Take drink us your, to church. Drink your coffee and oh, I don't Take know about to taking a church. Yep. Ooh, a nice do, long. Let's do slurps. Some, some thriving slurps. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and no, I intentionally swallowed. Oh! With no cough. It's you today. I even thought about swallow normal. Swallow normal. <laughs> you coughed. <laughs> okay, you where one of me. us, where one of us rises up, the other falls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that feels real. That feels real. Uh-huh. It's oh, very funny. true, especially when there's three of us. Okay, the oh. holidays have long passed. Basketball season just ended for my boys. Literally the next day, the winter blues washed over me, as they do every February, into March, into April, and depending on when spring actually comes, it can go on even longer. This is the time of year I almost affectionately call the bleak midwinter. Mm-hmm. Almost affectionately. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. I love Charles Dickens. Hello, darkness, so, my, my old friend. friend. <laughs> Yeah, it is the hardest time of the year for me by a lot. I am literally a different person when sad takes over. Sad is seasonal affective disorder, by the way. A very sad acronym for a very sad state of affairs. It's too catchy. I know. For all of those, for all of those of you who battle seasonal affective disorder, this is for you. What is seasonal affective disorder, Amber? I was, I was. I was uh, channeling her. Channeling. channeling. I was like, trailing? No, 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 no. Something with the illing. I was channeling You're you. Ailing. All right. <laughs> well, I was trying to break things down, which yes. you do really, really well. Oh, thanks. And me. seasonal affective disorder is a type of depression that typically occurs during the fall and winter months when daylight hours are shorter. It's characterized by its recurrent seasonal patterns with symptoms lasting about four to five months per year. Till summer. So that's almost half the year Mm -hmm. in Maine. Which is what winter is. Yes. Winter is six months long in Maine. Yeah. I mean, give or take. Give or take. Give or take. Sometimes summer comes in March and that's wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) It's called fake spring. Fake spring. (laughs) Thing. <clears throat> Big spring. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> Sad symptoms may include lethargy, low mood, <laughs> feeling listless. I like that word. Hopeless, yeah. worthless in particular. That, that's not me saying this. This is, this defi- is this something is, smart. This is a definition. I don't remember where I got it from, <laughs> but it is, uh, it's facts. <laughs> uh, hyper. Google hypersomnia the increased hypersomnia hypersomnia (laughs) (laughs) hypersomnia is it so known as hypersomnia (laughs) right an increased urge to sleep oh yeah or hibernate yes it's like hypersomnia oh instead of insomnia the opposite yes Yes. okay the urge to sleep yeah instead Mm -hmm. of the urge to stay up now at the front of the year i am a little bit weird Mm -hmm. at the front of winter fall into winter i am an insomniac and i'm hyper creative and i and i'm sort of um i don't want to say manic because that has a lot of negative connotations it's all the good parts of manic though i mean it's your your, the good parts and yeah conquer all the things do all the things hyper productive you're panicking because you know you're 
hypersomnia is about to happen. Like your body almost knows. Yeah. Or I think it's also that I queue up things all summer because I garden mm-hmm. and I'm, I live outside. And so all the creative things I kind of queue and queue and queue and queue. And then I and then I just blurt them out for like three months until Christmas and all the fun things pass. And then I'm like, it's a sharp nosedive. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm like, all this is true. Mm-hmm. Um Changes in appetite or weight, increased carbohydrate cravings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's real. Uh, Difficulty concentrating, 100%. I'm not sure I can ever really concentrate, but um, if you experience these symptoms, you are not alone. Millions of people worldwide have SAD. Mm -hmm. Um, I have all of these symptoms right now, all of them, in almost equal measures. If I am awake... I'm often looking forward to sleeping, even at 10 Mm a.m. And this year has moved to the top for me in regards to low energy feels, feeling listless, hopeless. And while I don't want to claim worthless, I understand that feeling because it's always nipping at the heels of other feelings. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you start to eat ice cream every night in your mid-40s, you start to feel hopeless. (laughs) (laughs) I might have doubted that. Do you do that? What? Eat ice cream every night? No. I was going to say. I, I, I've, I've eaten ice cream every night for three nights, like I said I would, <laughs> because even though I don't have a uterus, I do have a period. Yes. And that, that will be another podcast mm-hmm. that I'm going to do a very deep dive into, because I don't know anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Read anybody- Fast Like a Girl. Let me just tell you, that book is crazy. I might fast Like a Girl? Fast Like a Girl. Does I that might- have anything to do with hysterectomies? It's, hormones it's about it's about intermittent fasting and how like we like it's for women it's not just a basic 18 six or whatever mm-hmm. it's like we men have testosterone we have five hormones and we have a cycle even if even if you don't yes. have a cycle you still have those hormones and how mm-hmm. we need to fast and eat mm-hmm. around those like you ever have times where you're like it's so easy to fast yes. and then some mm-hmm. days at like 9 30 you're like voracious she's like Starving. there's a reason for that and so mm-hmm. i just finished it and i was like holy cow like this makes so much sense to me that would be wonderful yeah to do a deep dive yeah and maybe i can try to do homework and because i was like there's got to be a connection and being this is my hardest year and I just had a hysterectomy mm-hmm. I was like to me that seems connected yeah because oh, it's sure. not oh, normally this yes. hard for me absolutely yeah mm-hmm. um you're rebalancing it's going to take a couple years for your oh body to gosh rebalance. a couple years well just oh, you know because your body oh shoot because oh, now I know <laughs> I don't actually I am now oblivious to it but now Peter will be like one the other day speaking of ice cream I was like I want ice cream right and I don't ever crave sweets at night and mm. I was like I need it right now and Peter was like let me go get you and he I pint of fish food Ben and Jerry's it's okay. my favorite that's always been I of it. Mm-hmm. it has I downed that thing the entire pint wow and I looked at Peter and I was like what is wrong with me <laughs> never <laughs> I mean I'm talking five years and he's like well you're super stressed because of some stuff that's going on and he's like and you're, you're PMSing right now. And I was like, I am? And he's like, oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. So our people can still tell. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And uh, mm-hmm. and you haven't had a uterus for six years? I think so. Around there. Yeah. So, but that was the first, like, it, it like, now, the first couple of years, it, I think my body was still trying to figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. I'm definitely early in the figuring it out stage. Yeah, you'll get oh, there, very though. early. Very early. So, and yeah, as as I put on many unwanted pounds, uh, start feeling more and more worthless. And the feeling same to me every day, twenty four seven. I know. I lost twenty pounds. Really? I gained ten. Really? That's so just. Dis- 
You just always, you just look like you look since I've ever known you for 25 years. I don't feel like you've ever changed. Wow. Except your hair's gotten long. If I showed you pictures of me before Plexus, I was so puffy and chubby and inflammation head to toe. Mm. It was definitely a difference. It's just because you love me and you don't see my flaws. Yeah. There you go. Love is blind. Love is blind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, anyway, all these big feelings are always waiting for me when I wake up. Mm. Uh, It's like a waiting game, waiting to sleep, waiting to do something that gets you out of the house for a few hours and not not really wanting to do any of it. Um, Today, I want to go deep into my feels uh, and perhaps reach one other person who feels this way and to let you know that you are not alone, friend, and that Mm. this too shall pass. The hope for me is it really does pass. As soon as the days get longer and the sun comes out more often, uh, although the sun never really came out last year. Instead, we had a series of monsoon months and then more winter. (laughs) But as soon as the days are longer and nightfall is no longer at 3.30, I do feel my big sad feelings shifting, my energy coming back, my love of all of life coming back. And usually for me, this happens all at once. Versus, <laughs> like you wake up, you just wake up and know? Yes, versus incrementally. And maybe that's not entirely true, but like that's how my brain perceives it. It's like one day I'm still really down in a pit and the next day I'm like, it's gone. Mm. I'm me again. Mm-hmm. Like it's like this veil gets lifted and it seems to happen just from one day to the next. Mm. So, but probably not though. Because like you said, the days are getting longer, but just not long enough yet for me. Yeah, I'm still sure. really mad. Yeah. <laughs> All at once I'm jumping. I have feelings about that. Yeah. I also think oh. it's other things in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If those are pressing in on you, mm-hmm. then the, then like if the, like let's say Sam's team, basketball team was like headed, like headed to the chip, you would not feel, your sad would not be as sad mm-hmm. as the sad is because basketball's over. Like if basketball was still going. That's why were, I literally started. I was like, everything ended and the very the, next yes, day, yeah. it so like washed that. over me. Circumstances. Yeah. So I think circumstances affect 100%. Your, yeah. I think as a mom, especially, and, and for people that are not moms, uh, speak, feel free to speak into it, but it's like, um, Life, when you have to do something, when there's no other option, mm-hmm. I think moms get really good at uh, survive, mm-hmm. surviving and we're just going and going mm-hmm. and going and we don't let our guard down and we don't let the balls drop and we, because we know we just really can't or else it just is a quick sweeping of being into the undertow. So it's like, you just <laughs> keep it going and mm-hmm. you're there and you're there. But then when something that you've been doing, so for me... I've been soccer mom to basketball mom. And I mean, like, I did not miss a game. I was a driver. I drove to all the things, thousands and thousands of miles, all the things, cars full of hooligans. And as much as it's hard, I love it. Mm. And it also gives me a reason to get up in the morning and, like, do it. And it even gives you a reason to get up and do other things on different days because you're just like, well, I got to – that's a big – task and I, I got to make sure all my other ducks in are in a row mm-hmm. in order to get to the big task well mm-hmm. and not be stressy. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as those big tasks, something you've sustained for months and months and months and it's social and you're with your kids or whatever, I was like, it ends. I think once you let your, once something like that happens, no matter what it is, all of a sudden you crash. Mm-hmm. And it can really mimic depression. I think for me, I was like, 
I can just say, I'm just really tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I'm really be. tired. Mm-hmm. I, I am exhausted. I am crispy. Those last couple games were a slog, like driving them and then being present or whatever. It's like there were. And live streaming. You live streamed as well. Just one. Just one. But like, yeah, I just, I, I was like, it's. It's like you're on, 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 off. And then, wow, all of a sudden the rug gets pulled out and you're like, oh, my gosh. I didn't realize right. how much that you're was. You're running on fumes. And so yeah. that when the when the gas tank is finally empty or you're allowed to turn off the car, uh, yeah. it's like you're really tired. Yeah, the car's my time like, is coming. I feel it coming. It's coming. Yeah. Right, cuz you've been in the you've had to still keep it I'm still every weekend mm-hmm. for months. Amber and Pete have had to book hotels and be far far away with their son who Not is every weekend but a couple almost weekends. every right? Every other for well, months. Well, every Saturday, every Wednesday and every Saturday we're in wrestling world. So every and then if the if the meet is super far away, like close to New Hampshire, mm-hmm. or it's a really, really important meet, and if he has to get up before 5 o'clock in the morning to make the bus to get to the place, we just book a hotel because he just doesn't – he doesn't mm-hmm. sleep well because he's so afraid he's going to miss the bus. Mm-hmm. So he wakes him like he. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they, every two hours and then he wrestles poorly and we only have one shot. So it's one of the like if he was a freshman, we'd be like, sucks to be you, buddy. <laughs> Get up at four. But he's a senior. This is his one shot to do oh, this. Yeah. I so, mean, you guys are all in this year. All in. All but, in. So, but I'm just saying I feel that deeply. Like yeah. Peter and I, I'm still on the train that can't yeah. stop. Yep. Right? Yeah. So like, so you're doing what she's saying. I'm doing. You're what she's not saying. letting yourself. I, yet. So I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emotionally, and it's a senior year, and it will be over. Over, like, <laughs> yes. so like Peter and I, yeah. my anxiety level. I will be completely honest. Like, driving to this tournament where it was his regionals, and if he didn't place in the top four, it was over. Mm-hmm. I started crying mm-hmm. in the car. <laughs> yeah. Driving from the hotel to the arena, just thinking. And I was like, I could feel my body being like, shut it off. Mm-hmm. Shut it off or you're not going to make it through this day. Yeah. I, like, I truly believe I lose about four pounds in just <laughs> sweat and anxiety. <laughs> that does not happen to me. And then, oh, don't I worry. Eat. <laughs> I don't eat it all the whole day. And then afterwards, I go to the Lazy Hound, not sponsored, uh-huh. and wolf. And then I'm like, oh, there it's back. <laughs> but like, it's major yo-yoing. But like, at least it's not... Adding two. At least you no. lose and then you fill. Like, I, I don't know, know if that's like, true. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I do yeah. I do resonate. And I think a lot of moms resonate with that. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, The morning is there too. So a year mm-hmm. ago, a year ago the other day on, well, last Monday, I guess it was, I had Izzy and Jesse in the car with me going down to the last game. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. in and your memories. You see it in your memories. I just remember being, they were all listening to music, just the three of them, and it was so sweet, and like they're these old friends, mm-hmm. and I didn't know yet that that was going to be completely over. I knew Izzy would be gone, but yeah. I didn't know like that this very sweetness that was- A year. My whole heart space was felt so full there, and like mm-hmm. complete, and- not lacking anything and my son was happy and everybody's just but it was also sad because it was the last ride with a senior girl you know Mm -hmm. it's like with is and I was like and and this year was not that at all (laughs) 
but uh, and it was hard in different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but my um, my body and my mind remember those little snippets, and it makes it extra hard. Yeah, um, for sure. We've been missing Izzy this year. To all this the, time. yeah, and it, like you, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, your brain is saying, "Why do I feel extra tired or extra sad or mm-hmm. extra like?" It's it's fascinating, and I think it all contributes. Absolutely. I think it all contributes. Yeah, that's and, called body trauma. <laughs> and it, it, it's a real thing. And I was struggling the other week and like I was a mess and it was early February and like so bad. And I finally was like, Peter, what is going on? Like maybe I need to go back and see, get a new therapist. Like I was really, really having some sad symptoms and I don't struggle with it as much as you, but mine comes in waves. Like sometimes like, mm-hmm. and outside does not help if I am struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I started talking to a friend and she reminded me that the year previous, a year ago, is where my work situation became incredibly toxic. Oh, and it was yeah. almost like... The body keeps the score. The body keeps the score mm-hmm. for real. Mm-hmm. And I was like... But for me, what was super helpful is when you... Like what you're doing today, when you speak it out and you say, oh, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. So when I started talking to one of my friends who was with me in the trenches there and they said the same thing I ran instantly up to Peter's office and he was in between meetings and I was like babe last year mm-hmm. such and such and such and such and such and he goes there it is because mm-hmm. it was so out of character for like mm-hmm. it was so not my normal and mm-hmm. everything was going on with Izzy and every like mm-hmm. that last February was really really hard for mm-hmm. our family and I didn't even – I had mm-hmm. moved on, moved on, and, like, my body mm-hmm. felt the, yeah. felt all mm-hmm. the feelings of what the outside was like. And it was like, mm-hmm. you are traumatized. Mm-hmm. And it was like all of a sudden. But it does help to, like, recognize and – Totally. I know you hate deep diving, but deep diving into I'm actually why. learning to love deep diving. Good. I, I'm okay. pretty, I, I think that finally in my mid-40s I can – I mean, God's teaching me how to do it. Mm-hmm. He's teaching me how to reflect. He's teaching me how to sit still. He's teaching me how to like really look at something more honestly versus my Miss Piggy, feisty, like just I'm going to sugarcoat this for my my own brain to survive this. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to be like, all right, I can, I receive that. I I think there's elements of truth to this, 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 and this, and this is why I, you know, all the things. But also... I think too, that's good. But also like, like some of the things we, you were talking about or even that you texted me were not truth. Mm-hmm. Lies. And so like, I was just listening to a training the other day and it was like, you know, things like, like hard things like that. It's like, you notice the thought, but mm-hmm. you don't come into agreement or identity with it. Yeah. So you know, oh man, I'm feeling this way and this is why and it makes sense why I feel this way, but I know it's not truth. Yes. Right. And that's why you- the title of this could have been my feelings do mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. equal yes. my reality, right? Which but is I, a lot of winter beals. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. And I do yeah. think you're absolutely right. And if you don't name it, though, that's you know, God says, and you are really good at remembering this thing. Like He speaks, He speaks things into. Like when He created the world, He said, "Let there be light." He God spoke things into it, and so I think a lot of times we don't understand the power of speaking of out loud. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. speaking out loud, not journaling is great. Journaling is important, writing out your feelings, but I've found, and my therapist has taught me, after I'm done writing it, I have to go, 
not necessarily to a person, even if it's in the bathroom, in the mm-hmm. bathtub, wherever, alone, right. in your car, mm-hmm. speaking those things out mm-hmm. to, because that's the how truth. The truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this is... Not the I am a loser. Let me just no, no. read that out loud. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, <laughs> so you write down, you write down why yes. you're feeling... I feel this way because this, the truth is this. Yes. My worth is this. My, mm-hmm. my, my body is t- saying I'm sad, but th- this is what's real. And saying those out loud is what actually changes your brain chemistry. Yes, for sure. If you I just think it, it mm-hmm. stays right. All it is, is it's like a little cloud marshmallow. And it grows. Yeah. It, it, it like gra- it and grabs little cells on a cellular level and says, ooh, this must be true. This must be true. Yeah. Versus if you mm-hmm. say no... And there's there's scientific oh, where it's like actually saying no, that's not true. It mm-hmm. actually like breaks. Yep. Yes, it breaks those your brain cells, mm-hmm. structures that are that are trying to mm-hmm. form like a new truth in your mind. Mm-hmm. But actually mm-hmm. saying that is not you're true. literally that retraining not your brain. True. Yes, mm-hmm. it's it's poofing them. Mm-hmm. It's so it's, it's so cool, it's, and it's also interesting because it works relationally too. Because Peter and I were talking about that, like if you have conflict with someone. Um, we have so many conversations with them in our head and those conversations mm. in our head, we're <laughs> Are 16. not very nice. Well, or they're, you, you answer the questions for the person right. instead of, and so like. <laughs> I don't give them the, that luxury in my head. <laughs> and, or, and, but, but you, you, yeah. you started this whole narrative and it's, it's not going, even and true, going yeah. And it's yeah. like, Peter's like, we're six miles down the road and <laughs> yeah. we haven't even, uh-huh. it's not even real. It's <laughs> yeah. all in your brain. And I was like, oh gosh, I do do that. Oh, yeah. And so. I it's, have whole relationships with people that are very unhealthy just because of a narrative. In right. My head, and so very bad. learning to stop mm-hmm. and, and giving that person the right to actually have that face-to-face conversation where you, again, it's all going to... So, well, the story I'm telling myself, myself is, is this, this, but it's... Mm-hmm. Well, in the book, I was just... So one of my devotion books, it's not really devotional, but it's um, the book, Hard is Not the Same as Bad. Mm-hmm. And I've been going through it. And it's so... She's just quoting verses one after... And like, she is really going through the word with all of these truths. And today was about forgiveness and how you can't, as a believer, go through life without forgiving people, without loving your enemies and without giving grace, because God will not give it to you if you are withholding it from anybody really where it's like well I forgive everybody but you and I really hate your guts and I'm never gonna speak to you again nicely ever that's again. why it's vertical and it's, it's so hard it's so 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 hard because mm-hmm. I really get into like a uh, spicy viking mode in certain <laughs> compartments of my heart I want that on a hoodie for you spicy viking <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, but it's it's really that the forgiveness like mm. just what she was saying really went to my heart and I was like for sure there are it's not so much it's like I forgive them but I still don't like them mm. and so if anything recurs I go right back to the first or second or third or 50 offenses and I'm like see these are all the reasons why I'm not going to talk to you and I'm going to give you the cold shoulder and I don't forgive you in this moment but I will later when I'm by myself Mm-hmm. sort of you know mm-hmm. I'm like I sort of play this game and God's basically just like that's not how this works like when I forgive you I, I wipe it clean like mm-hmm. you go from being a stain to being white and it's not 
want a little bit of this and mm-hmm. you know the stain is still there but it's like right. and so it's it's but it is a real struggle and I think that even contributes to like I'll notice that in the winter months when I have more mm-hmm. time to cycle about my relationships uh, they're they're teetering some of them mm-hmm. will teeter a lot more so because I'm just everything feels like a slog yeah so life feels like a slog energy feels like a slog relationships feel like a slog yep. mm-hmm. yep. and and I'm more much more likely to and since I I don't I was like I'm not gonna let my hysterectomy be the reason why I you know or an excuse for why I behave a certain way but I was like something did change and I w- I've been asking other women about it like do you did you lose your filter <laughs> and they're like yes like I don't want to become a grumpy old lady I want to be a warm, cozy, kind, sweet old lady as I get older and older. I think that's going to be have to be a major conscious choice because I think that as our bodies literally start to fall apart, we have body parts taken out. <laughs> there, that our body, the hormones change and stuff happens, and all of a sudden you could become pretty grumpy. And if you give in to the grumpin- grumpiness and just let it wash over you and be like, "Well, I'm old and I'm, I'm coming through," and watch out, that's easy. Mm-hmm. That's a really easy, and, and there might be reasons why. But I was like, I don't want to be that. I don't. Well, and we're called to something bigger. Yes, right. But I could see the struggle. And I know some pretty grumpy old Christian ladies who mm-hmm. love the Lord, but don't really like anybody else. And I was right. like, I don't want to be that. Right. I don't want to be that. Mm-mm. So, but anyway, back on track. Uh, 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 where was I? Oh. Okay, so the sun has come out and it's springtime. All at once, I am jumping out of bed in the morning, sort of. I'm not a morning person, but I will at least wake up with less disappointment. I feel happy to be awake. I feel happy that I have a day out in front of me. I feel happy to be physically able to do the many things God has called me to do. I feel excited to have a nice long day out in front Mm -hmm. of me, spent in my gardens or with my boys or on a date with my hubby or just doing the millions of mundane tasks in life with joy and thankfulness in my heart. Mm. But that's the problem with sad. And isn't it so fitting that it spells that? Instead of waking up with a heart full of joyful expectation, I will often in the winter wake up wondering how I'm going to make it through another day, trying to muster through all the things that need doing. And I made a list. This was while I was writing this just the other day of all the words that could sum up how I felt. Fatigued. Lethargic. Don't care. Numb. Foggy. Depressed but for no reason staring. I know what I should do, but I just can't do it. Everything feels hard and like a slog. The thing is, I was just reading about all the things that we're supposed to do when we're experiencing sad. And it's basically a list of all the things we don't want to do. Hang out with people. Stick to a schedule. Get extra exercise. And they put the word extra in there. And I'm like, <laughs> how about let's just shoot for get exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get regular oh. sleep. Uh, this has to be said because often we get on weird sleepless night schedules and it's a slippery slope to getting irregular sleep. Mm. Get maximum light exposure. This one is hilarious because we live in Maine where there's a minimal light exposure for months and months. 
As I'm writing this, I'm sitting beside my happy light, Mm. a full spectrum light for those of us suffering with sad, and I hate it. It's ugly and it makes me mad. This is the first time I've used it just the other day, this Mm. winter, and my hubby had to take it out and get it out for me because I said I wouldn't bother. I hate that I have to sit near a fake sunlight just to feel better. I'm not even sure that it does anything. I'm mostly angry that I have to use it. (laughs) Here's the thing. All the things that will help us feel better are all the things we don't want to do. And want is not a strong enough word. We Mm -hmm. can't do them. It's not a question of want or not want. It's that we are mentally and emotionally stuck, frozen in a funk of numb stillness, frozen in a lackadaisical mental state. And lackadaisical means without interest, vigor, or determination, listless and half-hearted. I know all the things, but I'm frozen. And so I beast out and muster all the things to maintain the status quo. And because I really do love life, but it's a friggin' slog. I find myself making a mental list of survival activities, quote unquote, such as knitting multiple projects, learning new creative skills when I already have a long list of things I need to finish working on, seeking out things to do with my boys or my friends that get me out of the house even for a few hours. I find myself rushing through the difficult tasks that I spend that I can so that I can spend more time just curled up with my knitting and a show. I avoid exercise even though I know it will help me. I still do it sometimes, but much less than I should, much less than I need. What I want is to move from sleep to cozy food to knitting in my chair to sleep and then that on repeat for all the days until the sun comes back. (laughs) Do you find that before you had kids, like back on a Forest Avenue days, did you struggle with sad even then? But did you find it was easier in a way because you could do those things? I remember we watched movies at like two in the afternoon together because we could. When I get home from school, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. I would say that I love doing those things, but I have guilt Yes, that's what's changed, I think, maybe for us too. Yeah, it's a feeling that I'm not doing the right thing or enough or that I should be trying to make money or that Mm -hmm. I should be trying to produce something for someone else rather than like sit and spend eight hours making myself a sweater Mm -hmm. or knitting a... Uh, you know, or painting, like you had your painting or, set up in your... Yeah, what, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, but ever since I had children, so almost two decades ago, mm-hmm. uh, it was it was more guilt-free, just mm-hmm. like, um, sir, thriving. Yeah, like I got to make supper in time for when he gets home. But other than that, the day is yeah, kind of... free. And yeah. I love those days. Mm-hmm. I still love those days. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my ideal day. Mm-hmm. And... It is trickier with kids. And like this morning, I'm like, okay, this, 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 podcasting. I have to be at a meeting at school at three. I, the boys need these clothes. So I have mm-hmm. to quickly throw some clothes in. Mm-hmm. I need to have devotions to get in the right headspace for this. And I prioritize that even before I started a little laundry, which for me is very hard. I, mm-hmm. I just always want to wake up and throw laundry in the – but God was like, just, 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 just sit for – it's mm-hmm. not going to hurt you to sit for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and flip that. Yeah. Like me first – then you can start. And I'm not saying that's wrong or whatever. For me, mm-hmm. for my heart, if I start laundry, there's a very good chance that I won't. Right. Then you'll get, go to clean the toilets and, and then you'll go yeah. to the, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. or I'll start baking and I'll forget about mm-hmm. devotion. So for me, it's, it's almost like if I don't do it first, the chance of me doing it at all for the rest of the day is very, very minimal. Same. Yeah. Very, very minimal. So 
because um, it's hard for me to sit still. Mm-hmm. Although I'm Same. learning to love spending that time with the Lord. I'm learning to love it. Mm-hmm. I don't love sitting still. But I'm learning, and and I when I, I sit still and knit, but I'm like I'm making something, so yeah. it feels like Productive. validated. Mm. And I'm always watching a show too, and my brain is like, and I'm texting people, and I'm multitasking. But to sit still and have devotions, and and then like my little Bible app that I love, but it's always like, no, just breathe in and spend time with God. I'm like, okay, um, <laughs> what else do I got to do? You know, like that was a nice far like split second. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard for mm. me to be like to. Breathe for how long? Mm-hmm. Just breathe. And I'm looking around the house, and it's there's dusty. a dust bunny. Yeah, and shoot. So that doesn't work great <laughs> uh-huh. for me. But I'm learning. Mm-hmm. That's why I do it when it's still dark. No lights are on except for a little light by my head. I can't see anything. I can't see how the boys left the living room. Like when they yeah. if they went to bed after me, I can't. See, you know what I mean? Because like, she gets up at oh dark hundred. Yeah. Well, it's just I intentionally keep lights off for that reason, so that I'm not distracted. I just mm-hmm. have my Bible and my coffee and a light. Mm-hmm. Little, just a little one, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I get distracted big time. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's a lot that he's doing. Let's all do that. You can't do that. Oh, oh, oh! I found myself rushing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let me speak into all these big feelings with some God truths. God knows this struggle is real, and he gives us seasons of rest. A few months ago, I saw a quote that went something like this. God gives the plants and animals seasons of rest under the snow, curled up in cozy nests. Perhaps he gives us seasons to rest as well. It's mm-hmm. okay to rest. It's okay to hibernate a little for a while not forever, and not if you have things that you have to do that you've been called to do, but it's okay to slow down. Mm. For me, I have to slow down to slow down. I have to be stopped. And God knows this about me. He knows that I like to get up and go and go and go and go and go and go, but that often my priorities are way off. And I can see that way more clearly in the season of feeling unable to do much, of feeling completely incapacitated mentally and emotionally. I want to stay at a high octane level of output all the time, and I'm frustrated that I can't. This season literally strips those feelings from me head to toe, and I become a different person, less up for things, less interested in everything, less able to cope with even small challenges, and yet God is faithful. He sustains me through the dark days. He gets me up in the morning, and I love spending the first groggy minutes of my day with him, being honest and real with him about how I hate everything and I don't want to do anything, and he comes close to my heart and whispers, I know. I love you exactly the same amount as when you're lovable and doing all the things well. And that's worth it. It's worth having sad every year for months and months on end until I finally come out of the fog into the sunshine again. The thing is, this life is hard. Every time you think you've figured it out and you're in a good place, things change all around you or you change and suddenly you can't handle all the things that you were so good at handling before and it's all okay 
God doesn't ask us to keep going up, 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 up until we crash and burn. He asks us to keep on keeping on, Mm. to trust in him when we feel our strength is failing, to run to him when we have nothing left to hope for, to lean on him when we feel unable to cope, too tired to go on, too overwhelmed to get up out of our safe spots and head back into the fray of daily living. Mm. My challenge to myself and to anyone struggling with sad alongside me is to keep mustering. Muster by definition means to gather. To gather up a feeling of courage or energy to try hard to find the quality in yourself because you need it in order to do something. That was in the definition of muster. That's so good. I would add to run to God for his strength and courage because you need him. But it literally means like to gather the troops. It would also mean to gather their courage, Mm -hmm. to go on and like towards the danger, Mm -hmm. towards the battle, to the next thing, even though they're tired. It would be like the muster, muster the troops, Mm -hmm. call them out, wake them up, get them organized form a square as the english officers used to shout at their soldiers and they fought in squares for a really long time until they realized (laughs) that everyone was hiding in the woods and that they were all getting shot from the woods they were like maybe this whole square thing in the middle of an open field isn't working out very well but (laughs) still they were gentlemen fight though yeah (laughs) until us rebels were like behind the trees wait a minute if we hide in the woods and we dress like the woods (laughs) we live longer (laughs) that's weird that's cheating guys that's cheating (laughs) but mustering is literally to be brave and courageous the original meaning was to gather up troops for battle and Mm. summon the courage to move forward towards danger Mm. and that seems so good fitting on many fronts we need to keep gathering together gathering our courage gathering our energy even what little we might have of it in this season Mm. the end that is so good that's so good Rach. Hello. hello